some words and then building your business. So there's a great, uh, let me see if I have this, I'll show you. There's a, uh, there's a great, here it is. So there's a show that um, I think Netflix bought yesterday that I'm involved with called The Mentor. So, and that's me. So it's going to be as, uh, how many ever that's seen, how many of you have seen the nanny show? Remember the nanny show? Yeah. The nanny would go on and fix the screaming kids and their dynamic. Okay. So this mm -hmm. is, uh, I'm the mentor. I'm the nanny, except uh. for your life. And uh, this is the interesting thing. So we've been working on it for a while, and they finally uh, bought it. Yes, there's two ways to do a Netflix thing. Either they fund you, then you know they want it, or you go do it, then they buy it from you. And I'm like, I ain't doing that. So um, <laughs> that wasn't my idea. I, I, it was someone else's idea. Another producer's idea who watches my show and stuff. But anyway. So why is that? It's going to be cool, right? It'd be good for WFG, I assume, um, because if I'm a good mentor for people outside of WFG, clearly we would you know, have a good mentor in WFG. So, um, <coughs> but the reason that that show was pitched was this fact. I want you to understand something about why our purpose is so big and why you're so important here, and it's beyond making money. Um, this is part of the deck that they use to pitch the show to them. Um, by the way, what's really cool is I get to bring in my friends as their team. So like, and I get access to people that aren't even really that my good friends, the show has good friends with. So like, the first show's pitch is like, Dwayne Johnson is the guy that I bring in for this guy. He's already had all the casting calls and stuff. But like, it's me and Dwayne and the dude you wouldn't know mentor that kid. So I'm the primary mentor and then I bring in, I want you to meet so-and-so, I want you to meet Tony Robbins, I want you to meet Dwayne, I want you to meet J-Lo, I want you to meet a pretty cool show, right? So it's not just me doing it, because I can't fix everybody. Um, but it's going to be really a fun show. And uh, it's all people that sort of a personal development plan like Dwayne does. And um, Dwayne's manager, by the way, is also developing. So anyway, why is that show worked? Give you some stats. This is part of the pitch deck. But, um, and by the way, it's still good on that. I still think I want to do it. Um, 400 million people in the world are depressed. 400 million. You hear that, Mike? 400 million people are depressed in the world. Three plus billion people from, suffer from some sort of internal negative issue. Three billion souls suffer from some sort of internal negative issue. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to do the show. People say, well, why have you started to do things that aren't just WFG? Well, number one, all of it is WFG. Number one, all of it is. All of it feeds WFG. All of it's good for WFG. But number two, I've learned some skill sets inside our company over the years from the mentors I've had, my own experience, and the stuff I've done outside of here that I would like to fish to the world. And when people feel good about what we're doing, they inevitably always ask, what did you do to get there? Yeah. And my answer is WFG, right? So it's a wonderful net. Like, why would I not do that if people want to know that stuff? Also, also like, what WFG taught me, like, really what fulfills me is helping people. It took me 45 years to completely hone in on it. But what, and let me tell you why I give you that statistic. Because you got a little depression. And I give you that statistic because I got a little depression. And so I bought all the cars and all the, not all the jets, but I've had a few and I got a really good one. I've had material blessings. I'm married to my high school sweetheart, 
who's smoking pot. I got great kids, I've got great parents, I've got great sisters. My backyard is the ocean, the lake, or my favorite golf course, right? Um, all of the things you see me with my four boats, my Ferraris, the Bentleys, the Rolls, whatever it is, the houses, um, the jet, you name it, is all paid for cash. I have no debt, no mortgages, no nothing. Nothing. No, I have an American Express card that I pay every month. Probably runs, I don't know, I don't know, 100 grand a month or whatever my expenses are. So, um, <laughs> yeah. That counts like fuel on my plane. As you just heard, Brian Linder, if you listen to this. I have it too. And the only thing that's fulfilled me, that inoculates it from me, is obviously gratitude. But grateful for me. And grateful that I was put in a position where I've had enough field training experience in my life with humans. I am a highly field trained human coach. I'm highly, like it freaks my guys out all the time, like little things I notice in people, seeing people. And I'm a highly well trained human coach on human beings, human conditions, human thinking. I'm not a psychologist, um, I'm field trained. And I have found for me that what endures for me is changing someone else's life, believing in them, helping them. Coming down in the elevator right to come here today. And this lady, she got in the elevator, African-American lady, beautiful lady. Uh, and I mean this just to describe the situation to you. A little bit heavy set, though. But more than a little. Extremely. And I don't think, remember, I, I say that to tell you something. So we got in the elevator and she said, um, she said, good afternoon. I said, hi, how are you? She goes, oh my God. That voice, you got a voice. I said, thank you. And she goes, no, 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 like, I hear a lot of voices. I go, me too, I'm crazy. I just hear a lot of voices. You got a great voice. And I said, well, thank you. And uh, we start to walk together. I said, hey, whoa, 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 stop. I said, you have a gorgeous smile. And I said, do you know how rare it is? You stood right there together. I was rushing. I was waiting. I said, do you know how rare that is for someone just to be confident enough to give another person a compliment? And she's like, well, thank you. And I said, you're beautiful. I said, I'm a happily married man. <laughs> <laughs> right? I just said it to her. She was. Really. Beautiful woman. I said, you're beautiful. And she looks back at me and she like turns her head like, you're being nice to me. You're oh, serious. Yeah. Like, I, I know what she was really saying. She was really saying, no one says that to me. Oh. <laughs> no one says that to her. People say things that are going to make nice things in a while. But, She's not the perfect shaped woman. By the way, you ever meet somebody you're like, my God, this woman is actually so beautiful. Like if she if she had not gotten so, my gosh, right? And then what I also know is perhaps there's some things going on. Anyway, she turned her head and she, and, uh, she got very emotional. She goes, can I just give you a hug? I said, uh, of course you can give me a hug. Yeah. And she gives me this big old hug and she goes, you're awesome. I said, no, I'm not. I said, I'm just telling you, you're beautiful. And then she goes, are you famous? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Walking away. Are you famous? I'm like, no, no, no. Uh -uh. She goes, well, okay. I said, but I am on social media. You can follow me on social media. But here's what's going to happen. Let me just tell you what's going to happen. I already know because this happens all the time. She did follow me. She has probably already messaged me, seriously, just thanking me. 
And I will take an opportunity to reach out to her tonight at some point and just tell her how wonderful she is and beautiful she is and it was great to meet her. Now, you think, man, you're really busy, dude. How are you going to be able to do that? I'm never too busy to do something like that. People trip all the time. They're like, you did 4,000 DMs a day. How the hell do you get back to me? It's 2.30 in the morning and I care. It's 2.30 and I have guys that help me with that stuff. Like they look at it and say, you need to respond to this one, right? Some of them are things I don't need to respond to. But I do that. Why do I tell you that? Because that's the gift of WFG. The mm. gift of this is that you could really change other people's lives. The mm. gift of this is that you could help people. Mm. I want you to fall in love with that. Because once you come from a place of really good intention, you go, you have to just ask yourself, does this help people? Does this change people's lives? Yeah. If it is, I should just never stop. Because the monetization part will come. Let me be candid with you. I was on social media spending lots of money. These dudes right here, they are pretty cheap, actually, these two guys. But the rest of my team, they're also become my great friends. We travel all over the place. We both black dogs. But, but, but I have a much, I'm a team that extends past them, to be honest with you. And I, just, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but like shooting a weekly podcast on a video at your beach in a backyard and editing it and putting it out and promoting it ain't free. Okay? And so I spent a lot of money out of my pocket on this podcast. And people kept, all the people in the space asked them, always oh, we can help you monetize it. If you ran Facebook ads, you can make $25 million. Oh my God, people, everyone was like, you, you, I'm, I'm bigger, I get more engagement than Cardone and Robbins, these other guys on social media, and I, we don't spend any money advertising anything. It's just because the content's good, right? Like, man, if you advertise, holy smokes, it would be unbelievable. But the fact is, I did not get in to do it to monetize it. Now, what's crazy is, everyone, you're crazy, monetize, monetize. I'm the only speaker at the 10X conference who didn't sell something. Like, I'm the only single person, me and Angie, right? So finally, after having no intention to monetize it, finally there was this clamoring, like, will you, I get asked to coach people all the time, right? I'm going over to the Middle East, there's a guy paying me seven figures for a couple days to coach him, right? He can afford it. But I resisted it and resisted it, so finally I started kind of a mentoring program. The point is, is no, nah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, I'll be honest with you. I paid more than WMG this year. I paid more than WMG this year on that, right? But I didn't get into it to monetize. I got into it to serve. It'd be kind of interesting if you had the belief I had when I got into that, that if I just keep helping people, if I just keep putting it out there, if I keep loving people, making a difference, contributing, trying to look them in the eye and say, I love you, I believe in you, this could serve you, putting up with all the rejection, all the people who say no, all the hardships, all the money coming out of your pocket, let's be honest still, to do this to some yeah. extent, and just have faith that if you keep planting the seeds, that there's eventually a harvest. But if you would do that, I'm telling you, there's eventually a harvest. Because a good person like you with good intention, you eventually figure it out. The problem is you don't stick around long enough to figure it out. Okay, so if you don't have to have an intention to monetize everything all the time. Okay, you do not. I want you to monetize, I want you to get rich, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But your intention has to come from a place where I want to serve, I want to make a difference, I want to help people. You with me on that? Yeah. Now, there's another element. You gotta have the crazy switch, man. Okay, so now we're gonna get real. Okay? You gotta have that freak in you. Okay. I know the lady's like, I don't know, I'm not, you know, I'm not so sure I want to be called a freak, right? I got that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this for a minute. I am a nice guy. Okay? I'm a nice dude. Find this thing right here. Okay, I'm a nice dude. Let me tell you something. You mess with my family, right. I will destroy you. 
How many of you feel that way? Yeah. Okay. So these ladies are like, why is this guy not violent? Okay. I see you women. I've seen some of you sweet women, when even like a seven-year-old kid messes with you seven-year-old kid, you're like, stop messing with my kid. <laughs> I've seen you slap a little kid around, you know, and they mess with your kid. Am I right? My wife is the sweetest, most docile, easy-going person in the world. My God, someone messes with my children. Scare the hell out of you. I mean, I'm going to cut you. You know, like, oh. I mean, like, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Like, my daughter is, my daughter plays volleyball, she's playing varsity as a freshman. How many of you know Christiana, right? She's beautiful, she's the sweetest lady, right? So sweet, so easy going. My daughter's playing varsity volleyball right now. I'm, I'm like, babe, like, kind of, we gotta be cool now, like, a couple years ago, we can be weird, but now, we're going to these games, we're on the road, we're in the school, like, people kind of know, you know, a little bit who we are, like, get your act together, don't lose your mind at her games, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's her kid. By the way, my wife does not speak in WFG anymore, because we made a promise once we get rich, she would stop literally vomiting for weeks before a meeting. Everyone that's afraid of speaking in WFG is not the same as my wife, who's like, having massive physical reactions. So she's Whoa. that introverted, she's that shy, it's just unreal. We're both that way. I just overcome it, and she hasn't. And long story short, my wife, my daughter's playing volleyball. Freshman, varsity, really good player. And a story came up. I'll tell you this. A story. Let me give you the context. About two weeks ago, the principal called. You want to know this? Yes. The principal called our house, and uh, the principal actually called Christiana at our house. I don't even know if they have a whole phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> still, still living like. So we dialed them back. Uh, we faxed them back. Uh, so, uh, so, principal called once and said, hey, can you come down to the school? There's a situation with Bella. She's not in trouble. But I do think you probably need to be here for the conversation. So Christiana comes in, oh my god, Bella screwed up. And, and immediately, I'm like, what the hell did she do? My wife is not that kind of mom. She's like, someone's messing with our daughter. I'm like, oh. our daughter would never do that. I'm like, do you know how you sound right now? Like, of course she could do something, right? We both know she could. So anyway, she goes down to the meeting, and what it was, the principal said, hey, listen, um, we had a report from one of the girls in the team that maybe the volleyball coach had touched Bella inappropriately. And um, so, Bella, I need to know about this. Imagine my wife. Right? And so Bella goes, what? You get to know my daughter. Right? Bella goes, what? Absolutely not. Did Vanessa say this? She's like, yes, it was Vanessa. She goes, okay, let me just explain to you. Vanessa's crazy. And what happened was is that I had a cramp. And I know what she's talking about. I laid down and he took a wood roller and rolled it over my quad because I asked him to. This was in front of the entire team. He's never touched me inappropriately. He's not that kind of a guy. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Christine said 100% true. Completely believable. And so she got home and I talked to her. She's like, Dad, you don't think I would tell you if somebody did that? Of course I would. He did not. Please don't think that. Blah, blah, blah. My daughter starts on volleyball. The next game, she didn't start. Christy is at the game sitting with the principal. She's like, did someone talk to this coach about what was said? Imagine my wife now. This is sweet. Right? <laughs> Long story short, after the game, the principal told Christina, I did talk to him about it, but I told him that Bella said there was no problem. He was grateful that she stood up for him, but he does know about it. Christina's like, it's awfully coincidental that all of a sudden she's not starting. She started every game, and she's a really good player. 
I kind of let it go. I said, hey, calm down, no big deal. I wasn't at that game. So two days ago was a CIF game. And she started for like five minutes and played well. And then he took her out. Okay. She doesn't play the rest of that game, the first game. And I'm watching. I'm like, it's cool. They lost the game. Next game, she doesn't play. Oh. They lose again. Next game, they're down like 15 to 4, and she hasn't played. Christy Anson, put her in, you idiot! What's wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you? Play my daughter in the game! Oh my god. <laughs> For the other two, on the road. By the way, it was oh Kobe's daughter's team, and he's in the gym like that blonde is crazy. I'm already kind of worried, like Kobe's checking out my girl. You know how Kobe is, right? So across the court. I can't get her to stop, right? And they lose the game, and it ends up being that there's a little conversation that I don't see between her and the coach after the game. It's a high school. We don't do that in high school, right? Coach. Why do I tell you that for one? She's nuts. <laughs> All you women have that snap side. When it comes to your kids, so don't play me and say you don't have the crazy side. You have the crazy side. It just has to come out. Where it means something, it has something to do with something you love really bad. Men, a lot of times, I don't believe in gender differences, but men will just charge after what we want. There's a lot of women that way too. But women, if you mess with something they love, they will absolutely get aggressive with you. Here's what you ladies need to link. Okay, you ready? The world is messing with your family. And you are letting them every day. By losing, by being average, by being ordinary, you are letting the world push you and your children around. And you are. It doesn't feel like it because your girlfriends do the exact same thing. It doesn't feel like it because it wasn't a volleyball game. It doesn't feel like it because it wasn't a playground where some kid bullied your kid. But the world is bullying you through your children and you. And so you need to get aggressive. This is not like, I'd like you to do WFG. I hope you do WFG. Right now, the world is punking you, pushing you around, and you're letting them do it, and you're better than that, and your children deserve better from you. Listen to me, ladies. Your children deserve better from you than they're getting. As hard as you're working, as much as you're doing, of all of the plates you're spinning, and by the way, I have 25 times the respect for the women in WFG I do the men, because I know how easy we have it relative to all the other things you do every day that we don't even think about that you do, and I appreciate that, trust me. The longer, the longer, the longer I've been doing this, the longer I've been doing this, it's like this thing where I was like, my God, these beautiful women are... It's unbelievable. They got up earlier. They made breakfast. They made their lunch. They got it ready. They drove them to school. Then they went to their job. Then they went to work. Then they picked the kids up. Then they come home and cook. Then they clean, right? Then they're the one worrying about the kids all day long. We forget about them half the damn day. I forget my damn kids' names and birthdays all the time, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's unbelievable the burden y'all carry, okay? 
It would be crazy for you to do all that and then still lose. So at the end of the day, because I love you and I respect you, I'm going to ask you, are you winning or losing based on all this work you're doing? Well, I'm raising a good family. and That's not enough. That's not enough. I'm here to tell you that's not enough. You're supposed to win. You're supposed to see progress. By the way, the worst thing you could do for your kids is for them to figure out hard work, which you're doing, doesn't pay off. They start figuring out, I'm not doing that. You can't outwork my mom. I'm not suggesting that you ladies work harder. The men, you should be working harder. Okay? You ladies work damn hard. Okay? You need to win. You need to prove there's a payoff. You need to prove there's increase. You need to prove there's value to all this that you're doing. You have an obligation to your parents, your children, and yourself, and all other women, period, to win. One of the things I, I have no opinion about the Kavanaugh thing, but I like talking about stuff like that. Okay, I have no opinion about that that I would share with you. But what I don't like is this dynamic of this mega successful male. And I just felt like for Miss Kavanaugh, who's a doctor and a very well accomplished woman, okay, only they both know what happened there. And it's not my place to say, I don't know what happened there. Um, but anyway, I'll leave it there. I hate to see it look like this woman might lose. I don't like how that feels. I feel like no matter what happens here, this woman loses. If he doesn't get nominated to the Supreme Court, she loses. She's blamed for altering history. Is the President of the United States mocking her? Whether it's true or not, that's despicable. Okay? If she made the whole thing up, he should be better than to mock a woman who's come forward like this, right? So I have a real issue with this, okay? I don't like the dynamic, okay? And I feel like in the world today, someone needs to start the message to win because no one does. You're supposed to win. People message men all the time. You're supposed to win. You're supposed to go for it. You're supposed to make it happen. No one's telling women you should win. We appreciate you. We love you. No, you should win. You're supposed to win, right? Like, you were born to win. You're no different. You were born to win. Same standards, same intensity, same everything applies to you, and you're out working them, so you should win. Okay, I don't want, I, I just don't you just feel like, like, think about TV, you see all these messages, women empowerment, me too, all that's great, okay? How about, who's on TV going, women are supposed to freaking win, like win, prosper, be successful, lead, there's not enough of that being messaged, and I don't think TV will do it, I don't believe political party will do it, I believe entrepreneurs will do it, and I happen to believe that the best entrepreneurs are in World Financial Group. You're supposed to win, ladies, you're not invisible, you are beautiful, you are powerful, and you're supposed to win. So I love you and believe in you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I would tell my daughter. Right? And by the way, don't mess with me saying it's not crazy to say what you don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch any of the hearings. I'll be honest, I don't watch the news anymore. So I tell you, I don't know what happened on those two. I, I really don't know. I watched none of it. I watched a clip of a woman to me that I just feel like she lose loses either way. Right? And for him, it's not true. He either wins or loses. If he wins and he gets nominated, he won. Or he'll lose. It seems like that always is how it works in the world. Men win or lose. Women just seem to have the choice of losing and losing too much. It's time for women to win. Right? I have a daughter, right, who's a stud. Who, by the way, should have been playing in that freaking volleyball game. <laughs> okay? And so what I'm going to talk about next is executing on winning. Now, what's happened, even though the Ryder Cup went bad, what's happened is I have, like, kind of my dominator Bible, okay? And I've carried this with me 
for about 17 years.